Okay. So hello, welcome back everybody to the Just One More Level podcast. I am your co-host Christian. And I'm your co-host John. And today we are playing some, or have played already, some Silent Hill on the original PlayStation. Yes. Um, John, it's your first time playing, right? It's both of our first time playing, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is my first time playing for any measurable amounts. Any I, measurable amount. Yeah, yes, and I've, I will I've say... sampled it. <laughs> I will say, if the, the uh, intro here sounds just a little bit weird, it's because uh, we already did this once and royally screwed it up. So we had to... Uh, <laughs> yeah. We had to... I mean, I royally screwed it up. Completely my fault. So, okay. uh, yeah, that's why everything's just uh, been thrown a little bit off here. But, uh, yeah, anyways, Christian, of course, my uh, it's just my uh, my my streaming difficulties rubbing off on you. Yeah, that's what it is for uh, everybody at home. Jonathan here is uh, streaming now. We got him set up yesterday. So oh, if yeah. you want to check him out, I mean, of course, we'll plug it at the end as usual. But uh, the Dorseman on on Twitch, you can check him out. But yeah. uh, anyways, about the game. So Silent Hill, the original on the PlayStation uh, words. What did you think, John? How'd you like it? Wow um i really liked it right i i i thought it was i thought it was legitimately scary which is surprising um, i agree well i personally i wouldn't say like scary per se but it's much more psychological than other games of the era like say um resident evil for instance and that's the game that i i mostly compare this to more than anything else is resident evil and Um, i will say that it's just it's so much more atmospheric it's so much creepier than resident evil is and in pretty much every way and i I love it. Right down to the uh, the way the camera moves. That's one aspect of it. If you yeah. uh, play the game, like as you're going through alleys and through buildings and things like that, mm-hmm. instead of the camera just like cutting from one angle to another, it'll kind of like pan and move a little bit and, and weird ang- at weird angles and things like that. It's yeah. really unsettling and it adds to that psychological horror aspect of it. And I love it. I love right. it. Yeah. Uh, for, for those of you that are fan and fans of uh, The Evil Dead, out there uh the camera movements reminded me a lot of um the evil dead movie uh the old right. ones um because uh when the first one at least does the series kind of departed into sort of a horror comedy type deal but uh for the first evil dead um it was very uh, a lot of psychological stuff was going on especially towards the end because all of ash's friends were dead and he was stuck in his cabin and uh the camera kept um moving over top of his head and in very different ways uh things that hadn't really been done you know before in, in a horror movie um so it, it was it was very very nice um to and see I f- something like that sorry in the game. yeah and i feel that's kind of similar to how this game was as well i mean obviously i haven't played every horror game made um especially back then right. but I feel just again from my limited experience with games like Resident Evil and things like that. I feel this that kind of camera movement and things as part of setting the atmosphere. I feel mm-hmm. that was unique at the time that this game was made as well. That it was kind of, if not the first, then one of the first to do something like that. You know, and it, it yeah. really adds a lot to the experience. It really, really does. The first time I saw that camera move like that, I was just like, whoa. You know, I was a little bit unsettled with it. Exactly. Well, and. and- I, I totally agree. Uh, when I was playing it, I kept comparing it to Resident Evil as well because it's just hard not. It was yeah, and I mean, to a this day, right? Exactly. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's definitely inspired by, if that's the word that you want to use. Um, right, like, right. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the inventory system is, is very similar. It's not as limited as Resident Evil, which I appreciate it because definitely. one of... Uh, one of the most frustrating things about Resident Evil early game is how limited your inventory is. Oh, and yes. how much inventory you need 
they keep making you go on these fetch quests to solve these puzzles and you have to keep running back to your box. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> to swap yeah. items in and out to get different items out of the box to go do what you need to do. And you're like, oh, come on, just let me carry all the pieces at one time and my gun and my help. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and si- Silent Hill lets you do that. Um, there was a part very early in the game where you needed three keys to unlock right. the door. Um, and you had to go out into the into the map and find these three keys. And then in Silent Hill, to be specific. Yeah, Silent talking Hill. about Silent yeah. Hill right now, yeah. Um, I'm talking about Silent Hill very early on. Um, right. And I had my gun and my flashlight and my ammo and my health drink and all three keys in my inventory and everything was fine. I, I still felt very nervous, you know, oh, yeah. like I, I needed oh, yeah. to survive, you know, and because I think that's what Resident Evil was trying to go for was you don't have a lot of space. You can only carry what you have on. You know, right. And I, that, I, if I'm not mistaken, feeling. both of these games are marketed as being survival horror, right? That's yes. kind of the whole thing is to right. survive. That's kind of your goal, right? You have limited uh, mm-hmm. amount of ammunition. You don't just have like an unlimited amount of gunpowder that you can throw at your enemies and things like that. You have to play right. a little bit smart. You have to know when to dodge them, when to uh, right. actually try to kill the enemies and things like that. And then, of course, yes. the puzzle solving. So there's a lot of similarities between the two. But there's a lot different as well like true i could imagine i personally enjoy both games um yes. but i could i could see a situation where somebody would actually like one and not the other right. i could see that being a thing just because even though there are all those similarities it's just that different as well it is yes and uh for for anybody wondering by the way uh ne- ne- not next week at the end of this week uh, we have a Halloween special coming out in which we played Resident Evil 4. So yes, <laughs> if, yeah. if anybody's curious why we keep referencing the first Resident Evil, we have just recently played it. It'll be coming out later in this week. So, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. Not it, Resident it, Evil 4, just because uh, he said the way you said no. it kind of sounded like Resident Evil 4. No, no, no. Playing no, the, the first Resident the Evil 4, the Halloween special that we'll be doing. For yeah. the Halloween special. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes we, we, we just recently played the first Resident Evil, which is pioneered the genre of survival horror, at least in the modern age, um, right. or pretty much period. Um, and it came out on the PlayStation just a couple years before Silent Hill. Right. So Silent Hill was very much inspired by it. And um, I I think that there's just a lot of things that Silent Hill did better. Like we've already Same. mentioned, uh, yeah, the inventory definitely. system, uh, the way that the fixed camera angles are handled. Uh, yeah. Because the camera's not all. And on stream, set. you can see it right now, the way the camera kind of moves and everything like that. Um, right. And I think... I think I mentioned it um, on on my stream. I think that the way they got around having the camera at fixed angles at all times was that that dense fog. I would bet my bottom dollar that there's nothing rendered beyond that fog. (laughs) Yeah, no. And um, I'm like 99% sure that the fog was put in as a a workaround for the limitations of the power of the PlayStation 1. I'm like 99% sure. But... Saying that, though, I also believe that it played in its favor at the end of the day Mm -hmm. because it's supposed to be a very dark and creepy game, right? You're not supposed to know what's around the corner. And Mm -hmm. they added the fog. I don't know what order they added things in, but you have that dense fog. You can't see things very far in front of you, but they give you that radio 
So there's a radio yes. you pick up right in the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. and it'll start ringing. It'll start going off whenever there's certain creatures uh, getting close to you or like in the vicinity of you. So it gives you these audio cues, and the way the radio goes off is kind of like this repetitive sound that's kind of yes. spooky and just uh, unnerving, right? Because it's the same kind of ringing mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Right. And then once you get really close to the enemies, like they're just out of the distance of the fog, then you'll hear like the flapping of wings or the uh, right. the the uh, paws of a dog or the the heels of a of a enemy uh, walking across the ground yeah exactly like the audio as well like it's not just the visual design the audio design is just it is on point yes it is absolutely i would say the the whole time yeah the whole time (laughs) i would say in my personal opinion this game did just about everything better than resident evil did i don't I can't personally think of a single thing that I liked better in Resident Evil than Silent Hill (laughs) (laughs) in my hour playthrough of it. Yeah. Like, Resident Evil is a bit more puzzly, I guess. So if you really like the puzzle aspect of video games, then there's that. But that's about it. That's about the only thing I I got. But in a way, I feel like in in Resident Evil, the, the clues aren't as apparent at all. Sure. I, yeah. I feel like I feel like the clues were a little bit more and I, I maybe this is a turnoff for some people. I know a lot of people complain about the challenge in games and they don't want the game to hold their hand. But right. I felt like the clues were like a little bit more spot on. And I remember something that this game definitely did right that I was thinking while playing Resident Evil um, was he makes marks on his map. Yeah, he, he, I know, which like is little huge, right? Little X's and things like that. And I remember, like in this most recent playthrough of Resident Evil, I was tempted to look up a walkthrough, but I was like, "All right, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to. I'm, I'm gonna try. I can get this. I can figure this out. Right? <laughs> I, I can do this. Um, but I did look up a reference map because you're exploring this mansion and you're going over and over and over again, like back and forth through all these different corridors. But I still could not memorize like all the things that the the armor key opened and all the things that the sword key opened or the helmet key. And I was like, okay, great. Now I have the sword key. So what can I open with it? And I was just like, I'm going to have to go through this whole mansion to figure out what I can open with this key. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little... So I I definitely get what you're saying, but unfortunately, I don't quite have the same perspective on it as you do. Two reasons. One, I beat Resident Evil way back in the day. Um, Admittedly, I've forgotten most of it at this point, but I have beaten the original Resident Evil before. But just recently for the other podcast that I do, I uh, beat the Resident Evil remake for the GameCube. Right. So going back and playing the first Resident Evil game, I didn't quite have that same problem. But on the GameCube version... It was terrible. (laughs) Like, they give you a little bit more hints on the map on the GameCube version, but Mm -hmm. I spent a good, like, four hours, probably, well, maybe, like, three hours just trying to figure out the damn mansion. Like, I was so lost and confused. It was ridiculous. Is it not that way on the PS1 version? Because I haven't played that one yet. I fully intend on playing it before we stream, because that's the technical one that we're supposed to be playing. So I'm going to play a little bit of it. But uh, recently I was out of town, so I only have my Switch with me. Right. And I was so playing, you were playing the remake, yeah. I was playing the of remake course. of it on the GameCube. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the uh, the PlayStation One version does have some differences, including the map. But the map is also simplified on the PlayStation One version as well. In my mm-hmm. opinion, it's not as confusing, and the puzzles are a lot more streamlined. In my opinion, so okay. you may find that some of the things that you're talking about there is a little bit a little bit easier. But we'll talk about Resident Evil more oh, here yeah. in a few days. <laughs> Resident Evil for another day, but yeah, right. Yeah. So back back to Silent Hill. Um. So. Yes, so far we've we've covered yes inventory, 
I feel right. handled much better on Silent Hill. There's no limit that I can see. Right, and in the first hour or so that both of us played for yeah. the podcast, no issues with the inventory system. We were able, Both of us were able to pick up everything that we found, and right. we never got that message that the inventory was for or anything like that. So Right, um, yeah, and uh, when you don't need something anymore, it just automatically discards. I, right, I, uh, yeah, so which is some, a huge Some of help. the things that, yeah, kind of, kind of bogged down in, in Resident Evil um, <laughs> was that uh, there's a text box for everything says yes i don't think i need the sword key anymore do i want to discard the sword key why wouldn't i i'm done with it get rid of it like you don't have to tell me just get rid of it exactly (laughs) and then and but when i was playing silent hill there's like you know uh there's moments where you come uh, come across a note or something that you find that right uh, tells you your hint and it keeps it in the inventory until you get to the place where the hint was talking about and then it's gone and then it just disappears Right. That's so good. Like, I would be fine even with it if it popped up and said, I, I don't need this anymore, and then it just got rid of it. Why right. ask the question? Why make me confirm that I want to get rid of it? Or worse, right. accidentally click no, which is something I did in my GameCube remake mm-hmm. pl- replay. Um, yeah. Accidentally say no, and then just have this thing that I'm right. done with that's yeah, now I, just taking up a slot in my, my box. Back to the box. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> just why? There's just There's actually no point to it. It's ridiculous. Right um so yes inventory camera uh they they fixed they fixed the camera i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say that and i i know so many people are proponents of 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 the 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 fixed camera and the tank controls and i agree um for resident evil it works it 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 does work for what they were going for that's how they were able to get some decent looking graphics on the playstation one because they were able to get all of those set up you know, spaces. Yeah, specific shots. They were able to specific basically build shots. scenes, like right? Like, right. if you think of it like making a movie, you build your set, and then you never turn the camera around, because once you turn the camera around, there's just nothing there. It's just a bunch of trash. Right. But you're able to spend twice as much time making sure that set looks perfect. And it's right. pretty much the same thing with video games with fixed camera angles. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's any way Silent Hill could have done that. Right. Because you have this big open space that you're moving around. You're not stuck in just rooms like you are in Resident Evil. You're walking down streets and uh, down alleyways and uh, exploring uh, like the fronts of different houses and schools and the hospitals. And there's just there's no way it's too open for a fixed camera game. I I feel like I think they did some of the best things because some of my favorite parts about early film and uh, having to work with practical effects and having to do what they had to do. Sometimes they had to get super creative with the way they told the story because they were so limited. And uh, that's something that happens in video games as well. Uh, Famously, Jaws, Um, the the, the shark, the animatronic puppet shark that they were working with would break every day. (laughs) So (laughs) he had to get creative with what he did with the movie. And so he instead chose to make it more suspenseful and to make you more afraid of getting in the water. It was more right. ambiguous. You didn't know right. if it was down there. You would just see the camera moving through the water, and you'd hear that classic music, and you'd be like, oh, something's about to happen. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He had to get creative because he was limited with what he had to work with, and I feel like and this game did that exact same thing. They that's knew what I was going to say. Yeah, that's like yeah. an exact parallel to the radio that we were talking about earlier, right? right. Like, So it, it makes you scared of getting near these creatures because you know they're right. coming. That radio starts going off. You know they're right. there somewhere. And now you have that that anticipation. Yeah, that anticipation gets to you. Mm. Uh, You start getting nervous. And 
Yeah, and when you are in cramped spaces, when they were forced to do fixed perspective, they did something creative with it. Right. They, like we talked about, they, they moved the camera around in a disorienting way, but in a way that you were still able to kind of, you know, experience the game. You, right. You, you know, like uh, one of the things that I always complain about with old Resident Evil type games is that sometimes if I, if I walk just out of frame enough, it switches the camera angle and now I can't see what I'm fighting anymore. <laughs> Like right. The, yeah. The zombie stuck yeah. in the other scene, but I'm in this one now. But I need to back up because I need to stay out of his reach. So yeah. now I have to back up even more and let him come towards me so that I can finally see him again. And now I can aim and. <laughs> all Which I stuff. feel is pretty rare in Resident Evil, but certainly does happen. Yeah. And that is, of course, the uh, biggest bonus, in my opinion, to having the non-fixed camera the controllable camera or behind the shoulder camera whatever you want to call it yeah. is that of course if the enemy's one place you can just turn towards the enemy and of course see right what's going on which of course is very important in games like this resident evil as well um right but but i don't know i still loved fixed camera angles i am one of the people that absolutely loves fixed camera angles but yeah. again i don't think there was any way they could have done it for the entirety of silent hill sure and yes because of like whenever you are in alleys and in like the diner or whatever the, the cafe that we're in now on the stream and things like that mm -hmm. um they have the fixed camera angles for these sections and honestly i think it's better for it um yeah. because you th think of other games where you have a camera that's never a fixed angle and what happens whenever you're put in a cramped space is the camera ends up getting stuck on things or like clips through right. a wall and then you can't see and it's just Mm -hmm. I would much rather have these fixed camera angles inside these smaller spaces than right. to have a controllable camera and just have to fight with it constantly. It's something that I actually think modern day games could use a little bit more, in my I opinion. Think they, I, th I think they could to a degree, yeah. Um, like You were mentioning like the remake of, well, not the remake, but the, the newest God of War um, was able to achieve just like seamless transition. So, yes. Yeah. From uh, beginning to end, just one long camera shot. Yeah. Sure. It, it's kind of the same concept. Right. When when they got into a closed space and they wanted to tell their story, they stopped letting the player control the camera. And right. They they went into that camera control. I know it's 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 just a different way to do a cutscene, but it's it's kind of that same thing you're talking about. Like in this, what what we're seeing right now, what we just saw, um, going over to lo the little notepad to save, um. You know, it, it, it's, it closed in. You can right. move throughout much of the cafe with an open camera, like a controllable camera. You can kind of move around in the cafe, but there's the different corners. It needs yeah, to where it automatically it places the camera, or as you move mm -hmm. towards the door, it'll pull the camera in behind the player as you move towards the door to kind of center the screen on it and things like that. Right. It's very cinematic almost, right? It is. It's almost like an early version, kind of like what you were saying with God of War. They were trying to make mm -hmm. it cinematic by having it be one long camera shot from beginning to end without any seams mm -hmm. or cuts. This is almost like an early version of that yeah. in some ways. Um, mm -hmm. obviously there are cuts and things like that, but it is very cinematic. And I think that adds to the, again, to the atmosphere and to the, just the creepiness to it. Of yes. It. Yes. So I want to talk about the enemies. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> early, early game. Uh, you got some, some basic mm, creepy things. Um, the zombie dogs are back from Resident Evil. Um, right. Yeah. They're not zombie dogs though. They're meat dogs. I call them. meat dogs. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like because they're just like you know skinless dog, right? Um, which which serve pretty well as a basic enemy type, and then you got some pterodactyls. 
Um, yeah, I don't know what the enemy names are in this game, but essentially, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you guys saw us fight one there in the uh, the cafe type yeah. area. If you're watching yeah. the stream or watching this on YouTube later, um, right. yeah, I don't. What what was that? Like, what were those meant to be? Right, because the dogs make sense. Pterodactyl. Right, they're dogs. Uh, right. The little like mummy children makes sense. That's nightmare fuel of a, of a sword, but it still has like real world parallels. Right. And then all of a sudden you get a pterodactyl attacking you. Like, where's the real life parallel? I don't, I, I don't know. Dinosaurs I guess, real, yeah. Man. Obviously, in Silent Hill universe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still alive and kicking, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so, I mean, the pterodactyl I thought was a little bit weird, but it right. does fit in Silent Hill. Like, I'm not surprised to see yeah. it in Silent Hill until <laughs> I sit down and think about it, right? Like, now I'm like, what the hell was that pterodactyl? But when I was playing the game, I was like, oh, yeah, of course I'm being attacked by a giant pterodactyl. And why Perfectly. wouldn't I be? Perfect sense. <laughs> Perfect logical sense. Yeah. Right. So, um, and as the game progresses, the enemies get more difficult and they get scarier. I yes. made it. I made it to the school. You didn't quite make it to the school. I yeah, heard. I made it well, to the school. I just didn't play anymore. I I made it to the school. Explored the first like two three rooms. Uh, saved, uh -huh. and that was the end of my uh roughly hour playtime. Right. Um. Yes. So I I made it to the school, and I made it through the school for the most part. And you are greeted by some more uh ghost children, some mummy children, and yeah, then you're creepy little children, man. Creepy. They're so creepy. And then, like, there's something about it that, being children too that just makes it that right. much worse. I and it's something you don't children. see in video games very much, like right. or Unless or movies in general, right? Yeah, but, it's almost like a little taboo, right, to have like to to insinuate children and death kind of right. together, or to kind of have that parallel. Right. Well, and, listen, it gets worse. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Billy Mays here. It gets worse. <laughs> okay, later on. When you're up in the top floors of the school, the the children get scarier, okay? There's like, <laughs> there's like an even smaller, completely dark, shadowy baby-looking thing walking that around. That sounds wonderful, yeah. And it just sort of pulses and fades in and out. Oh, I don't good. see it like... Yeah, no, I love... Yeah, that sounds great. That's what I want. <laughs> I don't see it like all the time, but I was playing and I was avoiding the, the mummy children like running right. through the classrooms and different things. And I just hear this moan, the, this like baby-like whine out of, out of the distance. And I oh, turned good. around and I was like, what is that? <laughs> nuh <-uh. laughs> No, no. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So this game, in in addition to improving upon the Resident Evil model, also managed to legitimately scare me. Resident Evil has a few kind of jump scary moments yeah, where I'm not expecting that and it jumps out, which is good. I like that. Uh, but this game like creeps in. It reminds me very much of creepypasta indie titles that have, Almost, have surfaced yeah. a lot in the last 10 years or so. A lot of Which, uh, sorry to interrupt real quick plug another game that we'll be playing for the Halloween special structural a little tiny indie uh, creepypasta kind of thing with parallels to real life right very interesting I don't think John's played it yet but uh, I just want to plug that real quick yep um but yeah so it's it it just it gets in there and um I was I was going into this a fan of the movie I own the movie I've seen the movie a few times I love the movie. Uh, Which I'm going to have to borrow that from you because it's been yes. so long since I've seen the movie. I remember enjoying yeah. it when I did see it, but it's been a long time. Long, long right. time. Uh, second movie, not 
not that good. Um, right, yeah. We'll just um, pretend that didn't happen. It's sorry fine. for fans of the second movie. I know Andrew's <laughs> fans of the second movie. I just... I, ugh, nah, no. Ugh, um, uh, trash. Yeah, it's they romanticize Pyramid Head. Um, <laughs> it gets weird. John Harrington's in it. That's his mm. name, right? John Snow? I don't know. It's what, John Snow. Uh, what's John Snow's Chris, real name? I don't remember his John, name now. John Kensington? I think his I don't real know. name's John, right? No, no Kit, I don't think Kit, so. Kit Harrington. Kit, that's, that's it. His Kit. Name. Kit Harrington. Yeah, there you go. I was, I was, I was mashing everything up together. Kit, <laughs> that's his name. He's in it. He plays like a romance, a romantic oh, lead. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sure so, I've seen it, but I, it's been so long, I just don't remember to be honest. It's weird. Um, but I was, I was really curious going into it because the storyline of the movie is that um, the girl, the little girl character, right. has ties to Silent Hill. Like mm-hmm. her, uh, she's an orphan. And she's adopted by Sean Bean and his wife, who um, in, in the game, you you play as a male character who's looking for his daughter. But right. uh, in, in the movie, the main character is a girl. Um, yeah. Who is the adoptive mother of the little girl. The child. Her. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you find out during the movie that the girl has ties to Silent Hill because she was born there and that they um, Silent Hill, what's actually happening, the reason that you're shifting between this weird industrial dark ghost dimension and the normal creepy silent hill is um because there's a secret cult in this town that are trying to open a rift in space time um shit that 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 that, and but they didn't succeed they didn't do it right uh, and i'm not i'm not positive because it's been so i have never beat this original game for the ps1 i've played the the reimagination of it for um the ps2 shattered memories Right. But I don't think that's actually the storyline of Silent Hill 1. Okay. Like, at all. I don't believe. Okay. I could be wrong. Again, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but um, yeah. well, I, 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 I'm I know pretty they merged sure. a few things, and I, I haven't played through the entire first game, but I believe Pyramid Head gets introduced in the second game. That sounds right to me. I'm I not think, positive, but that sounds um, right. Because, like, like, like I said, I, I played a, a decent amount of the second game a very long time ago. Uh, just because I was at my friend's house and he had it. Um, so I've played a bit of the second game and I remember Pyramid Head being in that game. Um, right. But Pyramid Head's in the movie and I know the movie is supposed to be based generally on the storyline of the first one, you know, but um, so I, I don't think they're trying to open a rift in space time. It's not like Doctor Who. I think they're, right. they're trying to <laughs> they're trying to pray or something. They're They're trying to pray to some kind of entity to, I don't know, open Heaven's Gate or Hell's Gate. You know, and try to merge the ghost reality with their reality. But um, I do know that the the most recent Silent Hills endeavor, which was abandoned, was going to play into multiple realities, and that uh, like throughout the games, it was teased that what you're looking at in Silent Hill is not uh paranormal, but rather um multi-dimensional. It's it's the the product of a multi-dimensional fracture that is bleeding different realities into one. Um, sure. And that was the reason. Um, if you guys remember, uh, PT playable trailer. Yeah. Uh, for the PlayStation Four when that was out and that was a thing and everybody was trending and doing it. Um, you would just walk through one hallway, but every time you got to the end of the hallway and got through the door, the hallway would reset and be slightly different. 
and you would have to figure out all of these clues and all of these puzzles. Every time you made a pass through the hallway, it would be just a little bit different, a little bit different, and eventually it got grotesque and horrible. And there was a, there was a ghost lady jumping out at you and being mean. But um, if you got all the clues and got all the patterns just right at the end, you were treated to a teaser uh, starring Norman Reedus, directed by Guillermo del Toro, and it was right. going to be a brand new Silent Hill game called Silent Hills, plural. Yeah. So they they were trying to tease pretty heavily that it was going to involve multiple dimensions or multiple realities, and uh, they were all compounding See, on each other. Which is weird to me. I mean, I, I, I don't pretend to know the history of Silent Hill that well. I've only ever played a couple of the games. But I always understood Silent Hill to be more about like psychosis and mental disorders and anxiety sure. um, than yeah. to be like a multiverse type yeah. deal. Well, and it, it very well could have been. I mean, that could have been the original intention. Right up, and then and well, I mean, and you say Silent Hills. One of the things that like I never even thought about this until now. Silent Hills. It's kind of funny um, because there's actually two different, at least two different Silent Hills. The Mm -hmm. movies are uh, placed in Silent Hills, West Virginia, is the canon location. Yes. Um, but video games is actually believed to be placed in Silent Hill, Maine. Um, is the is the location for the majority of the video games. So I wonder. I don't know. It's just kind of, you know, there's multiple different canon locations for Silent Hills or for yeah, Silent Matt Hill. And then the it's just kind of, I don't know. Like <laughs> I said, I don't know if that actually mattered at all to uh, Kojima's idea there or not. Of mm. course, now we'll never know, presumably, because that game was canceled. But I'm so upset about that. I'm same, still upset same. about it to this day. Because yeah. you know what he did? He they, they canceled that game and then him and Norman Reedus made Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, Which I haven't played. I've heard a lot of good things and a lot of bad things about it, obviously, but I haven't yeah. played it myself. So I've heard you know. I, I've heard some pretty damaging critical reviews. Um, I'd probably like it because I'm a little pretentious, but right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've 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 heard some uh, some some critical panning with with right. Death Stranding, and re- regardless, it's not Silent Hill. So no, I'm, no, not I'm at all. Not way. at all. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. So what what, what what anything else you got? You want to build upon? Um. Not particularly. I mean, I think we covered all the main things. It's just, right. it's a really good game that's really great is. on atmosphere. Criticisms. Yeah. Um, do I have any major criticism? The controls are a little wonky at times. Um, mm-hmm. It's like Resident Evil. You would probably get used to it after a little while with the tank controls, tank. Yeah. right? But just hopping into it, it was a little bit wonky here and there. Um, the but, aiming was a little yeah. bit weird sometimes. Like if enemies yeah. get a little too far sometimes, because you auto-aim at enemies, like, you yeah. don't aim up or down or anything like that. You just point in their general direction. The gun's supposed to aim at them. But there right. are times where I feel like I should be aiming at them, and it just doesn't for whatever reason. I agree, um, yeah. But, I mean, that's pretty much it as far as, like, criticisms go of the game, right? Like <laughs> I would say so, yeah. It was. It's really good. Like I mean, I really, suppose really you good. could criticize, like, the voice acting, but that's... Oh, sure, but I mean, like, yeah. again, Resident Evil, if you compare it to something like that, yeah. This is fucking. This is amazing compared to yeah. the the original, the remake. I don't know if yes. you know or not. The remake for GameCube and Switch that you've been playing, they actually redid the voice acting for that. Yeah, the original is even worse. <laughs> like, it's even, yeah, it's yep. bad. It's oh, bad. Yeah. Bad. I don't. I don't know. And I I commented that on on the stream a little bit. Did they not tell him what was going on? Like right. the voice actor, <laughs> like I, I commented on that. I was like, "Did they just give him a basic emotion? Did they just say, right like, for for this line, you're supposed to be surprised, or for right. this line, you're supposed to be fear, or or anything? Did they not explain to him what he was seeing? You're Honestly, seeing 
I hell don't know. open up. Imagine the most grotesque monsters right. that, you can, <laughs> that you can imagine. That's what's happening around you right now. You are just, horrified. Oh, right. No, no. Barely. Barely affected at all. Right. Um, it actually reminds me of, John, it's not a game I think you've ever played, but The Witcher. I was playing it on stream the other day, and oh, okay. uh, a gentleman in chat here, uh, Garrick Zero there, mm-hmm. he uh, was telling me about how much better the Polish voice acting is, and okay. uh, actually um, got me to look up the original voice acting in Polish for the game, because that's where the game's made, is in Poland, uh, gotcha. based off of a Polish book series, of course, The Witcher. Right. Um, anyways, and it was night and day, the difference really? between it. The voice acting isn't necessarily bad for The Witcher um, in English, but it's very monotone and one-dimensional. Right. Whereas, like, then you look at the Polish version of it, and not only did they edit the script when they brought it to English, but there is so much more character in the voices. And one of the most glaring uh, differences between the two, again, uh, that he pointed out to me, Garrick there pointed out to me, was um, there are scenes where they drink, right? They get drunk a lot in the game. Right. Excuse me. And in the uh, English version of it, they just sound the same as they progressively <laughs> get more and more drunk. Like there's no difference right. to their the voice acting. But right. then in the Polish version, they are like slurring their words and like their pitch right. is changing and things like that. Like it's very obvious that they are drunk just by hearing them. Maybe they. So I wonder drunk. if it's that's I wonder if it's like a similar situation. Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wonder if it's a similar kind of situation. Right. Um, with the two games, maybe they really do just like give them a script. Maybe they don't show them what's going on or anything for these uh, uh, translations here. I don't know, but well, I know I know it's not uncommon, and video games are held in a much higher esteem these days. Uh, yeah, than they definitely were. now. Yeah. Um. So the these voice actors coming in, they could have been complete amateurs off the street. They Quite possibly, been, yeah. They 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 could have been anybody that were called, and they probably gave them a hundred dollars and a bologna sandwich. Right. <laughs> Thanks for your time. In. Pat on the back. Kick right, them out the door. Right. To, yeah. To, to come in and do a six-hour cold read for right. Silent Hill, and you know nobody knew Silent Hill was going to explode like it did. And, you know the guy just come in and they just you know gave him a hard copy, and they were just like, right. I need you to say these two hundred and fifty <laughs> lines, and yep, in parentheses yep. beside the lines are going to be the emotions, and I'm going to need you to try to convey. All right. right. <laughs> One take. Here we go. Oh and Lord. That that's what it sounds like, at least. Probably. I would not be surprised one bit. Um they even, now that they being said, that. I don't think the voice acting takes away from no. Silent Hill. In not the original because, no. Resident Evil, it definitely took away from the creepy factor of it. Yeah. Um it made it more comical in my opinion, almost laughable at times. Like a uh like a really poorly put together B movie. Um yeah kind of deal like i would counter by saying it made it 100 percent laughable yes and yeah, fact, well, yeah. <laughs> i mean honestly yeah there were there were plenty of times where i just i just started laughing at resident evil because it's like what is this what is going on what mm-hmm. is this voice acting right now and in yes. some ways i actually think it improved resident evil as a game at the yeah. very least, it keeps it in my mind, right? Oh, yeah, that's that game that tried right. to be creepy but was actually just laughable. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. This game isn't that bad with the voice acting, but it is nope, still pretty. Is... Oh, yeah. my God. Those things terrify me. Those, those little creepy. The Dark Children. I'm telling you, listen, I'm going to be uploading on YouTube probably tomorrow or the next day. Um, <laughs> the clip highlights. I'll put them in there. You let me know what you think because <laughs> yeah, I was right, terrified. Right. Oh, I'm sure God. they are creepy as hell. Yeah, I believe oh, it. Um, any 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 final any final words other than your your creepy children? 
Uh, final words. I'm definitely going to play just one more level. In fact, yeah. I'm probably going to stream just one more level. Right. I yep. am. I'm, I'm definitely in love. It took everything that I loved about playing Resident Evil and it elevated it to the next level. Um, right. I've always been a fan, generally speaking, of not only the genre, but of Silent Hill and the Silent Hill universe. Um, I've read up on some theories about it every now and again, and I remember fondly playing that, that second game, and I love the movie. Um, I come back to the movie probably every Halloween. Um, so being able to finally sit down and experience this with a little bit of focus and playing a decent chunk of the game, loved it. Can't recommend right. it highly enough. And uh, yeah, same for me. I mean, I'm I'm not as big into the movie universe as you are, but I, I love the setting. I, I very much enjoyed this game um, from what I've played of it, and I enjoyed uh, Shattered Memories quite a bit, which is the reimagination of it. Um, right. So definitely, I, I would play just one more level. Um, whether or not I will anytime too soon, I'm not sure, but only because I have so many other games that I'm currently trying to play through. Um, that's the only thing holding me back. I would certainly play through this game um like tomorrow if i didn't already have a lot of other stuff on my plate to do right and uh yeah highly recommend it to anybody who uh can play it and is a fan of uh survival horror or just um you know creep creepy atmosphere games in general i highly yeah. highly recommend yeah and if i if i wasn't playing through i'm i'm sorry what's it called the 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 uh the baba the baba yes the baba <laughs> <laughs> the the little the little uh ps1 theme game oh structural yeah structural thank you my yes. goodness and uh phasmophobia topical yep. trendy yep. uh yep. if i if i wasn't going to be playing uh through those for the halloween episode then yes i would i would be streaming silent hill tomorrow as soon as possible that's right right that's what i that's what um, i would be doing so speaking of that though yeah so uh john listed most of the games there uh here on halloween day october 31st we will be releasing a halloween special we will of course be covering phasmophobia uh the original resident evil the first one on ps1 structural just this little indie game that i don't think can get nearly enough uh attention um and ghosts and goblins is the final game that we'll be looking ghosts at and ghosts and goblins which is the only one i haven't played yet for uh for the halloween special but oh, i will be doing that very soon i've played it a little bit before and always put it down after like half an hour because it kicked my ass to be honest so <laughs> yes oh my god so, uh, yeah so that's gonna be fun um but john where can we find you you recently started streaming we covered that a little bit but you want to plug the rest of your stuff as well I did. You can find me on Twitch at the Dorseman. Um, I am gonna try to figure out some kind of schedule to upload, so you'll know when I'll be streaming. And I'm also gonna try to figure out the Twitch settings so that it saves my my last few streams. Um, right. <laughs> didn't do that last night. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, the Dorseman again channel. Um, I'm gonna be uploading stream highlights and uh, random videos whenever I can think about uploading them. <laughs> right <laughs> uh, no i'm gonna i'm gonna be uploading the stream highlight uh weekly at least uh, because we're doing the podcast weekly and i'm gonna be streaming the games that we're playing for the podcast so right that's that's gonna be kind of like uh kind of what i do kind of like what christian does here but um just my own special take on it uh social media you can find me on twitter Dorseman, uh john dorsey one those are the, the 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 two it says that i don't i don't get twitter it says that i'm the Dorse man on twitter but it says that my my Twitter name, yeah. like at you're at, at you're you're John at Dorsey John Dorsey one, right. but your name is John Dorsey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or the Dorseman. Sorry. Right. 
So, um, but Instagram as well, uh, John Dorsey on Instagram. So, uh, go ahead and follow those. Give me likes. Give me subs. Check out give some YouTube videos. Things. Entertain give yourself. Right, right. Where can we find? I mean, you at the end of the day, that's what we're here for. We're we're here for entertainment. Yeah, myself. Yeah. I'm obviously on stream all the steam. Um, you can find me here just playing random games. Right now, the two games I'm playing through most is the original Witcher game on PC and uh, the PS3 uh, collection of Ratchet and Clank. Specifically, the first one. I'll probably cover the other Ratchet and Clank games at some point. But right, right now, I'm playing through the the first one mainly. Um, I randomly stream other things though. I'm just a variety streamer. I don't really sit down and do one thing, although I do tend to play a lot of RPGs. And then of course, uh, whenever we do the games for the podcast, whether it's this podcast, just one more level or my other podcast gaming cog, uh, whenever possible, I do stream myself playing those games as well. I also have a YouTube channel, uh, stream all the steam there as well. Um, or stream it all maybe on YouTube. I don't know. Naming things is weird. Anyways, um, <laughs> I usually, I, I'm very light on the editing, to be honest. I don't usually do like highlight reels and stuff like that. It's generally speaking, it's just the VODs. So if there's a series that you're interested in, you just want to see the whole series or whatever, um, or just need something to sleep to at night. There you go. YouTube.com <laughs> slash stream it all or stream all the steam. It should be easy enough to find. I also have Twitter. Um, I believe my Twitter is just stream the steam or something like that, though. I should probably actually just pull these things up real quick to be to be sure. Yeah, at stream the steam on Twitter um, and then uh, stream all the steam on YouTube. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, check me out those places. And uh, thank you so much for 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 being here with us. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. You didn't have to, but you did. And we appreciate it. We appreciate every minute of it. Nah, nah, nah. We appreciate all of it. Appreciate words are hard. <laughs> but no, honestly, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, make sure you stop back in on October 31st for the Halloween special. And then we will have our normal episode uh, going up a week from the time this one does, mm-hmm. which will be on a game that I can't remember, but uh, most likely not spooky. So, yeah. No, I I believe we're going to be starting the Crash Bandicoot season. That sounds right, and you yeah. know, I have a list of all these things that I could pull up. Um, I'm just uh, 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 what's it called? Just trying to make time for myself to do that real quick. And yes, yeah, the uh, Crash Bandicoot series is uh, yeah. what we're going to be covering after Halloween, and that'll be going up uh, November fourth. Is the plan? Yep. So mark your calendar. Yep, yep. Mark your calendar, guys. But anyways, one last time, thank you all so much for being here. Bye, bye, y'all. Thank you. Bye, bye.